Having agency is defined as the capacity of individuals to act independently and to make their own free choices. Tune in to get an inside look at the inspiring uphill climb of businesswomen from around the world. I'm your host, Cheryl Gillihan, and this is Woman-Owned Agency. Today, I have Taylor Shanklin with me. She is the owner of Bar Lele, and she's got several initiatives going on. Taylor, I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to our audience and a little bit more about your businesses. I should put an S on that. Yeah, sure. Hey, Cheryl, it's good to be here. Good to see you. Uh, fellow Fort Worthian, I guess I can say. I know I don't live there anymore, but I lived there for a long time. And uh, so it's good to talk to someone from Texas today. Uh, I am Taylor Shanklin. My friends call me T-Shank. Feel free to use that if you want. You don't have to. It's up to you. Um, <laughs> I started Barlele, which is my branding and marketing strategy agency in, let's see, 2020. I went full time into it in 2021. And we've grown pretty fast and more than I expected. And since then, the, the business sales aspect of it is we just launched this past September a whole new product, or I guess you would call it a, a services line called Creative Shizzle. And it's another way to offer uh, really strong graphic design and marketing material services to nonprofits and small businesses who are trying to do a lot with little resources. So we kind of offer two different ways to get good branding done for you. Um, at various price points and, you know, for different, different audiences who need different things. So uh, I live in Boone in the mountains in uh, North Carolina. I am a Texas girl at heart. I grew up in Austin, Texas, and I moved to the mountains in 2019 and just realized I'm a mountain girl and never knew it. And <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here now with, in the snow with the, with the cold weather. It's been an adjustment. <laughs> I love it. And I didn't know that uh, connection that we had. First of all, love having another Texan on here. Yeah. Um, but I actually grew up in North Carolina. So it's almost like we just switched places. <laughs> we swapped. We just, I, I, I added one more to the population. You added one there. It, it's an even swap. <laughs> yeah, but Texas is home. It's been home base for me for a long time, even when I lived in North Carolina. I loved it there, but Texas is where family is. So yeah, yeah, I know. I have a lot of family there still. So that that's the one thing that's hard about being in the state. It's just my my parents, my brother, my sister. A lot of people are back in the Austin area. So maybe one day I'll come back. You never know. Maybe. Well, I love both of your brand names, Creative Sizzle. Shizzle. Creative Shizzle. It's yeah. hard to say, but it's an awesome name. <laughs> Creative Shizzle. <laughs> And Barlele, I love Barlele. So tell me a yeah. little bit more about that brand name and what it means and how that translates kind of into the values of your company and how you deliver your work. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, First off, thanks. I'm glad that you liked the names. They It was fun to come up with those names. Barlele is a combination of two words and other languages that mean only soaring when put together. And the reason why I chose that only soaring has a lot of meaning for me, um, that, that phrase, only soaring. One is 
having gone through life's challenges, health challenges, I have an autoimmune disease that I was diagnosed with about four or five years ago and really struggled with that initially. Now I'm good and I'm like, it's cool. We're going to take off. You just keep moving forward. But there were a lot of things from that that set me back for a while and made me really think about what am I doing here? And if I've only got this limited time, what am I going to do with it? And I thought, I just want to do things that are going to help me lift off and find joy, find happiness, surround myself with other people who are joyful and happy and bring more joy and happiness to them. And so the idea of only soaring is something that I kind of a mantra that I live by every day. And then my love language is branding and helping our clients lift off with their brand and soar with their brand and fly higher and do better and reach their goals with their brand is uh, what we call it Barlele brand lift off. That's what we help them do. And so I came up with that name. This is kind of a funny story, a spreadsheet that paired different combinations of words together and bar is only in Swedish and Lele is to fly in Hawaiian. And I just like, it came together and I thought, bar Lele, bar Lele, bar Lele. It kind of rolls off your tongue. I also thought that people would think it was a weird name and mispronounce it. And it does happen. And people constantly ask me, bar Lele, bar Lele, blah, 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 what? Why would you name your company that? Well, Google, named themselves Google when nobody knew what Google was. That's the point of branding. So find something that sticks out that becomes a conversation piece that has a meaning to you that you can hold near and dear to your heart deeply. And then when we think about creative shizzle, it came to me one day and I thought, oh, good grief. I have got to do something with that. And our tagline is because your marketing should sizzle. And the premise behind that one is that we offer, so at Barlele, we offer, you know, more hand-holding, more white glove, like brand strategy, marketing strategy services. I act a lot as like a fractional CMO for our clients, really helping them think through the right strategy. But I knew that not everybody can hire an agency like that. And I have a lot of experience working with nonprofits and small businesses and serving the social impact sector is a, a huge passion of mine. And so for a long time, I you know, was thinking, how do we scale giving small business owners and nonprofits who don't have a huge budget, but they need a consistent process. They need their stuff to look good. They need to stop hiring the kid down the street to do their logo, you know, like get a professional, get a process, have the right people around you to make it happen. How do we scale that? And I thought it's doable. And these people, our target, target audience, they have a lot of shizzle which if I can cuss, you know what that word really means, on their plate. Why not make a brand that's fun? That's like, oh God, I, I do have a lot of shizzle on my plate. Yes, please help me. And so again, like the part of branding is to be bold, to stand out, to make people smile, to pull them into your story. And 
I was glad that I was the owner of the company and could just be that bold. You know, sometimes people probably think like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, no, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. There's so much to unpack in that that I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I questions to ask yeah. next. No, I mean, I resonate with so much of that. Um, just yesterday, actually, I was sharing something with my team and they were like, that is not safe for work. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, that's too bold. You can't use yeah. that in our marketing. And I'm like, yeah. But is it just bold enough that we should use it in our marketing, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, yes. there are some things that I'm like, hmm, I have to, I have to think on that a little bit because sometimes it's the things that like everybody gets it. So why not use it? <laughs> why not? You know, and then we have fun. Our product, we have fun four packages right now so like it's a subscription service you can go to the website you can buy your subscription you can start getting design made for you and we had so much fun naming these things the first package is only 99 dollars a month just a drizzle drizzle (laughs) it on and then uh the next one is something like a little more sizzle and then grow your bizzle and then my so favorite, fun. the premiere package is Pro Faux Shizzle. <laughs> Why That's not? so much fun. We're yeah, not telling and anyone a, a bad name. We're just no. being fun. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. The other thing, you know, we're very similar to um, Barlele in that we have the kind of bespoke um, product where you are acting like you're acting like the CMO. Sometimes we act like the CTO, you know, Mm -hmm. of bringing that digital strategy and that tech strategy to organizations. And I've also recently had conversations with lots of organizations. So I'm part of entrepreneurs organization and some of the conversation we've been having, um, particularly since the pandemic and also because of, you know, a a pending recession potentially, you know, Mm -hmm. and all of these things is that businesses are evaluating how do you take something bespoke and go into more of this volume-based business. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just sharing with somebody this morning, in fact, that it's really hard for me as the owner to shift my mindset. Like Mm -hmm. I understand sometimes the operational need I even understand the operational process and what's possible. And I understand like the product build out because we build those out for our clients. Mm -hmm. What I can't wrap my brain around is how do I change my mindset to start talking about the new thing? So when you said you had multiple Mm -hmm. businesses, I was like, how do you create the separation? How do you talk about both? when you don't know who the person is that you're talking to and which one is right for them? Mm, That's such a good question. And it is a challenge. I'm going to be honest. It is something where there have been moments and days where I'm thinking, why did I make two brands? Now I'm the person that's being confusing. Just like sometimes when I'm talking to my clients and I'm like, let's simplify. But then I think about it this way. It is two different audiences. A lot of times if you're getting on the phone with someone, this is how I I have to feel it out by just asking them a bunch of questions first. 
So before I go in and I say, this is what we do, this is what we do, this is what you need, I don't do that. I just sit back and I ask them as many questions as possible to really understand what they need. Then I can quickly shift gears and say, got it. You're going to be in this pathway or you're going to be in this pathway. And sometimes, Cheryl, we even sell clients both pathways. We actually have two or three clients now that have bespoke agency services and use creative shizzle as well because they have determined that they're like, there's a lot for my small business that I know I just need your team to go make this look good. And I'm going to tell them exactly what I need and I'll give them that direction. And that'll save me a little bit of money of having to like be on the phone with you all the time about everything. Um, and then there's this strategy piece that, no, I want you checking in on this for me. And I want to have time on the phone with you and that sort of a thing. So there are some clients where it's a very clear delineation where they're like, please hold our hand all the time. There's some clients that are like, hold our hand over here. And then I've got this over here. And then there are other people that I can just tell right off the bat. They're like, what their budget is usually by asking questions and then say, and just understanding like the size of their team, um, trying to understand if they're a nonprofit, you know, their annual contributions or if they're a small business revenue, stuff like that. Just trying to get at questions that help you pull a little bit out of, you know, where are, where are you? And then I can usually tell, okay, you're gonna be over here in this thing. And I'll be pretty honest too sometimes. I'm like, well, we have an agency. We can do more custom white glove services for you where we hold your hand a lot. But if that's not in your budget, it's okay. I've got something else for you. And it's still going to be great. And it's going to be, it's going to work for you and still get you to the next step. Um, so I, maybe it's a little bit of like, it's a lot of asking questions at, at the beginning, really trying to understand them. And then it's also about transparency and like letting them know about two sides of my business and that I, that I very intentionally built this other one because I wanted it to be able to offer this marketplace a good solution on a volume basis. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do that was for the audience, because I felt like there was a gap in the market that a lot of people don't get good design work because they're like, I can't afford it. Or they go like you said, you and I have dealt with this, I'm sure a lot, like, well, there's a kid down the street who says he'll do it for free. And then you get this thing and it's like clip art. Um, and, or they go and they hire someone on Fiverr and they do okay that Fiverr person goes away and ghosts them. They got to go find another person on fire and it's like, it's inconsistent. And so I thought, what if we give people a, something that they know exactly what it's going to cost them. It's a really consistent process with like the same design team and um, just tr really transparent. Yeah. And then they get to, you know, my agency and they're doing a website and they're like, oh, you need a transparent logo. <laughs> I don't know how to find the right. person that designed this. And yeah. you know, it's too small, it's blurry. All kinds and then of reasons. we all have to like kind of redo it anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Well, so you started the company in 2020. What was the journey getting to that? Have you always thought, even growing up, like you were going to start a business one day? I don't know that I always thought it growing up. I think I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and didn't quite know what that meant for a long time and then started understanding what that meant. And I don't know, I just have a fire in my belly and I can't help it. And sometimes I wish I didn't, you know, like, can I just chill out? But I just do. And it is what it is. And that's who I am. Um, so I think, honestly, like as a kid, I kind of look back and laugh at sometimes how I, and it relates to a lot of the work that I've done in my career now in the nonprofit sector. My mom was the like chairman of the school fundraiser. We had a bike-a-thon at my elementary school. And my mom was the one who kind of like headed up the whole thing for many, many years. And I used to go around like asking anyone for money all the time. Like, so anywhere I went with my mom, I would go up to anyone she allowed me to go up and talk to and like give them my pitch and ask them for money <laughs> to the point where she laughs about it now. because She's like, I got to where I, I wanted to leave you at home and like not take you on errands with me anymore. Cause like, I couldn't take you anywhere without you like asking people for money all the time. You know? So that's why I say like, I don't know, maybe I was just like born with this fire in my belly and I was an entrepreneur then or a salesperson then and I didn't know it. And then fast forward to, uh, you know, my, my, professional career many years it took a long time to build to this I did not go into it thinking like I was not one of those 25 year olds that was like I'm gonna run a startup I'm an entrepreneur not at all actually um I was kind of mousy and not very confident and like sat on the back end and like developed websites and email campaigns and slowly started to build confidence in my abilities in digital marketing, started to sort of push myself in my career to do more client-facing stuff, consulting, project management, account management type work, and then pivoted ultimately into product marketing. And that took me into marketing and then branding. And somewhere along the way, once I got closer to the top, I started seeing a lot of things that I was unhappy with in corporate America. And I started seeing a lot of dysfunction and I started getting really annoyed with it. <laughs> like some people can just show up and deal with it. I don't deal with it well, like the politics and the games and all of that. I'm like, no. So maybe about five or six years ago, I started having this, like, again, the fire in my belly thinking there's gotta be a better way to run a business you know, where you don't burn your team out, your clients are happy, you deliver good work, you go home at the end of the day feeling good about it, and you still make money so that you can provide for your family and for yourself and give back to your community and all of those things that you want to do. And it took me a little while to get to the point where I was ready to jump off. I've had several of my friends say, why didn't you start your company five years ago? And I, my answer to them is that I wasn't ready. 
I needed to learn more. I needed to be closer to the top for longer, to learn from other leaders, to learn how to lead, to learn what not to do, not just what to do, but what not to do, um, to learn how the whole business works, right? From sales to operations, to client success, to product. I really needed to be able to like sit close enough at the top to all of those leaders to be able to say, oh, I can do this. And so then in 2020, I started thinking a lot more. It was the pandemic. Really, I know that it for a lot of people, that just shook you. So I've had this autoimmune disease I had been diagnosed with in like 2019 and then COVID. And then I have my autoimmune disease. It's it's a rare arthritic condition, kind of like rheumatoid arthritis, where sometimes my body just hates me. And it just goes into an inflammation attack. And I had this really, really bad inflammation attack right after COVID. Like COVID was here and now like I can barely walk. And it lasted, it was a, a really bad flare up that lasted for about three months. And it was after that, that I just had this sudden urge that was like, I'm burnt out. I'm tired of the politicking. I don't know how long I'm going to live, quite frankly, <laughs> given the state of the world, might as well jump. And so by April of 21, I left my full-time job. I was the head of growth at another agency and just said, I'm, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to hang up my shingle. I didn't have much of a plan. I didn't have a revenue goal. I didn't have all of these things that people think you should have when you quit your job. <laughs> but I had a website that I'd built and I had a really good logo and I had a cool name. And I'd been working for a really long time on building very strong and deep relationships and building a reputation for being someone who shows up, says what they're gonna do, does it, and has fun, I think doing it. And so I've rambled a lot. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's a little bit of the, the journey. I ended up kind of maybe always having it in my DNA and then taking a while to get there to land. That's awesome. You mentioned actually all the things you had to learn to feel like you were prepared for this. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I learned those things too, but I didn't think I don't know that I knew that I needed to learn those things before mm -hmm. I was ready. Cause I didn't even feel ready when I started, like bought the company. I, yeah. some days I still don't feel like I'm ready. Right. <laughs> um, there is oh, yeah. just we all do. thrown at me that I'm like, Oh, what is this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I was telling you before we got on the recording that, um, I was stalking your Instagram a little bit and you had somebody on there, Sean Olds, and it's just yeah. this little clip and it's like, watch this before you start a business. And you listed some of those things, like learn a little bit about finance, learn a little bit about mm. legal, learn a little bit about marketing, like the business and having a business is like, initially we wear all the hats and we're mm. all the things because we haven't necessarily hired a team yet. We may not yeah. have revenue coming in yet, but the one thing that you said that really, I think has made the difference for me, for my brand, probably for your brand too, is this, that network, those relationships mm -hmm. are so valuable. There's like something to just being your authentic self and 
you know, being able to prove that you can show up and that you can do the work, mm-hmm. it makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely. Really does. It's huge because I, uh, I had, I had some mentors that told me, get your first client or two before you quit. No, didn't do that. Um, <laughs> just quit. <laughs> And then was like, hey, I hung up my shingle. Here's my website. Here's what I can do. And I think it's because I had been building relationships for a long time that, and I think a lot of those relationships, they they just like saw the fire in me and they knew I was eventually going to do something. And then when I did, they were like, cool, I need you. And mm-hmm. so sales started coming pretty quickly to me via word of mouth. And uh, I just feel like it is a little bit feels lucky, but it also feels like, well, I just showed up and built relationships for a long time, you know, and um, it pays off, you know, it's the biggest thing, really, like be kind to people, lead with kindness. That is like one of the biggest things I have learned for myself and both in like I think what works as a leader leading a team as a leader leading your clients in a certain direction and as someone who felt like for a long time I ran into so many leaders in corporate America who did not lead with kindness and they burn you out and they don't actually help the company get to where the company really needs to go And so, again, that was kind of part of my, and is one of my values and passions is to lead with kindness, develop a culture where your people are happy, they're fulfilled, your clients are happy, they're fulfilled. I don't do politics, like I don't let that go on within my team. And I just think a lot of leaders aren't bold enough to like say that. You know, I've, even when it's like, I start to sense something, I'm like, nope, nip that in the bud. And I think a lot of people just are too fearful to do that. And that's, uh, that's a big lesson that I've learned over the course of my career. You and I definitely align on that. And kindness is a great word for it. Um, We often, and in fact, under one of our core values, Um, under radically respect it says be kind not nice Mm -hmm. Um, because we we align on the fact that we uh, work with purpose-driven organizations too and working in this Mm -hmm. space I just my heart melts all the time so I'm very nice I'm nice all the time (laughs) Um, and I have to remember that sometimes as the leader I have to have hard conversations Um, And sometimes I have to say no. And sometimes there is negativity or conflict or struggle or painful things. I mean, there are ups and downs in every business. And as the leader, a lot of times I have to deal with that. And still being kind when I have to deal with that, Mm -hmm. I think that's the important thing. Like, I feel like if I'm being nice, I just don't say anything and I kind of sweep it under the rug and I try to ignore it and not have the conversation Mm-hmm. but I can approach yeah. challenging conversations with kindness and still align with my core values. Exactly. And you do those conversations. That's just life. 
you know, I, uh, I've had to, I was just recently telling someone, I'm like, take this with the utmost of respect, but what y'all are doing is just not working. You know, I was like, and I'm saying, I often will tell people I'm saying this to you from a kind place, but an honest place. And most of the time, people, it actually builds the relationship. People appreciate it and they're like, oh, thank you. Because most people are just nice, like you said, and they won't tell me the hard stuff. Sometimes you make someone mad and they go away and you know what you do? Move on. <laughs> go, you know, there's always someone else out there to help. Um, so... I think it's okay. I think it's good to be transparent and kind, but also have conviction. So like we have an authentic brand framework. People talk, we do branding a lot and people talk about authentic brand and be an authentic brand. Well, what does that really mean? It means uh, in my opinion, we have, it's like a Venn diagram of three things that have to work together. Um, clarity of message right? Being really clear with who you are. Um, consistency of message and conviction and like showing up that and that's that goes back to what we talked about earlier. People are like, oh, should we really say this? Yes. Have conviction about who you are, what you do, why it matters to the world and how you bring value, you know? And if you you're not going to make everyone happy all the time. But the point of branding is to get people's attention, right? Attention that people don't like, and that's fine. But you're going to get also like this authentic relationship with your people, the people who are like, yeah, I'm in, I'm into that. And that's the long lasting relationship to go back to like kind of relationship building is like having that conviction, I think is really important. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about branding because a lot of times marketing, especially when we're working with nonprofits or small businesses, it's just a marketing budget and everything's lumped into that. You know, you've got social media and ad buys and website and branding and content writing and, 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 and it's all lumped in together. Um, but branding is this unique thing that's, encompasses so much that is held with a company for a really long time if the brand is done well, which is why you probably don't want to hire the kid down the street to do it for free. Um, and so tell us a little bit about like the special things that you do from a branding perspective and the strategy that goes into that, because it really mm -hmm. is different than their content strategy or their website strategy and maybe has to come first because it goes with the identity of the company. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely spot on. It does often get lumped into the same bucket. And so people don't do it because they're like, well, no, no, no. We just need to get our ads out the door. I'm like, no, you don't. You need to get your message right. You need to have a brand that people are actually going to give a shizzle about and then we'll spend money on ads. But if you don't do that first step right, you're going to waste money on ads. And I've just seen it time and time and time again. So the branding aspect of it is figuring out, I think of brand as an experience and there's a lot of 
part of your company and your product, your service, your people, what you do for the world that create the brand experience. Um, so again, a lot of times people think branding is just colors, logos, fonts, you know, kind of pictures that we use. It is that, but it's a lot more. It's how do we consistently show up with a clear message about why it matters to our audience? A lot of times I think what people get wrong in branding is they want to just talk about, this is how great we are. And we just are going to tell the world how great we are. It's like, how great are you for them? How are you going to make them, your audience, great by using your product or service? Right. So it's always got to come down, in my opinion, to like what is going on in the buyer's life and the buyer's mind or the donor's life and the donor's mind. And how are you with your brand connecting to them? You know, I mean, people talk about Apple all the time because they do great branding. And when you think about what branding is, Apple, they just make you feel like I can't live without them. They bring so much value. I'm the cool person. I got these cool earbuds on now. I got it integrated with my watch. My life is easy with Apple, right? My life is cool with Apple. It's about how I'm better with Apple. And so that's the kind of stuff that I think branding helps people answer. How is your audience's life better with your product or service or mission? And how do we communicate that in a way that meets them on their terms, both visually through the right words, the right language. A lot of times what we do in branding exercises and strategy, we go through these deep, long discovery conversations where we ask a lot of questions, some that our clients are going to expect us to ask and some that are like way off the wall and they're like, why do you want to know that? You know, like I'll, we'll catch them off guard. I'm like, if your brand was a song, what song would you be? Oh, I don't know, you know? And so like, you kind of, you go at this deep level. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Think about a song, the kind of vibe that you want people to have is the same kind of vibe as this song, as an example. Um, so it helps people kind of get out of the box. Um, a lot of times, one, one of the fun things in branding is that people come in and, and again, it's that conversation of like, no, I just need leads right now. I just got to turn on ads. And I'm like, you got to take a step back because what you're doing right now, I don't think is going to sell to anyone. And so many times, this goes back to that conversation, that hard conversation and kindness and conviction. Many times clients will come and they will say, we don't want a new logo or we don't want this or we don't do that. And you know what I do? Often we do it anyways. And then we put it in front of them. And probably 85% of the time they're like, I didn't know I needed this. And now I know I need this. It's like they can't unsee it. And then they can't unsee their old stuff and realize like how really kind of like not great it is. Um, so that's something that I think branding does that you have to do that before you start the marketing and the sales and all of the yada, 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 that like keeps the conversation going with the audience. That's what all the marketing is. The, the branding is the, who are we? How are we showing up? The marketing is the yada, 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 talk to us, yada, 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 keep talking to us, yada, 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 buy something. <laughs> so 
if you would share with us, like, what's one fun project that you've done that, you know, maybe you're like, I can't believe I get to do this, or this was the best reaction ever? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, we had a reaction like that really recently, you know, where we did a whole, the client really just kind of wanted to launch some stuff get into the weeds of the actual marketing. And we really just kind of did some stuff anyways and put it in front of them. And then quickly, it was amazing. The client took it and ran with it. And within like 24 hours, they were like, we redid our whole pitch deck. We love this look. We can't unsee it. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing it anyways. I'm like, thank you for pushing us. And so that is and we get that a lot. That's one of the fun things about branding. It is scary. You have no idea, Cheryl, how many times I think I'm going to make a client mad and have them run the other way when I'm like, I keep pushing them because you do you in branding. That's one of the things you have to push clients along quite a bit. But one of the most fun things about it is when you nudge them and then they're like, it's like you see light bulbs going off. And in this virtual world, when we're on people, on camera with people on Zoom, and like I'll be presenting something to them about their new brand story. And I just kind of watch their faces on camera. Like you can like see these light bulbs going off. And that is one of the best moments ever. And, and so that's like, we've had a lot of those this year and it's just been like, it's a lot of fun. I love that feeling. Yeah. And it's yeah. not just branding yeah. where we have to push sometimes where yeah. we have those challenging conversations. Um, part of it is that we're too close to the problem sometimes when we're in the organization and it takes yeah. that outside perspective to bring something new and fresh in. Um, even with our own work, like our own website, we struggle to, even though we do it for other people, we struggle to do some things on our own site where we need outside consultants and agencies to come in and help us. Yeah. So as I was saying with one of the other episodes that I recorded, sometimes the experts need experts too, because oh, totally. you just are too close to the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. In fact, just earlier this week, I sent a an email to my team and was like, I need y'all to redo our website. Cause I'm realizing like, it's okay. But like I did it two and a half years ago. And I know like we have a whole team, like we have one our one of our lead designers, she's a professor in design. She teaches design courses at a university. I'm like, you do this and I'm going to have my hands off of it because like, and when I just, take my hands away from it and step out and say like these are the right people to be doing this and I'm I I lend myself to you um it's incredible they come up with stuff all the time for our own marketing and for our own agency that I'm like I wouldn't have thought of that you know I'm like yeah that looks way better than what I built at 5 a.m when I was like dreaming about having my own company because that's how my website <laughs> got built it was like, got to quit my job, got to build a website, got to quit my job, got to build a website, you know? And so like, I would get up for like a month at like 5am, work for like two hours a morning on my website. And like, that's how I got my website built. Um, 
now we do I'm as like, entrepreneurs. We're beyond that. We're beyond that. We should probably have our wonderful design staff go redo it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're at that time in the episode where I would love to know, we talked a little bit about working with other agencies and, and helping each other out and getting outside perspective. Yeah. Um, are there any other women-owned agencies that you would like to give a shout out to? Absolutely. So um, I want to get a, give a shout out to Streetlight Digital, phenomenal women-owned agency. I don't know if you know them. They're also in the social good sector. Uh, Natalie and Kara, they founded that organization together. Natalie has been a phenomenal mentor to me because she started her agency about three years before I did. So there's so many times where I'm calling her up and I'm like, girl, what do I do about this? How do I do this thing in accounting? What, what you know? And she's just amazing, and they do phenomenal work. Um, and then there's another person I want to give a shout out to, Sabine Gedeon. Um, she uh, is continuing to grow her agency. She's all about kind of like female leadership and female empowerment and coaching for other female small business owners. Um, I think she runs the She Leads podcast. It's really good stuff. She has great conversations. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm trying to pull up her website. SheLeadsNetwork.com, I think is her. Yeah, SheLeadsNetwork.com. Um, she's she's great for coaching other female entrepreneurs who are like trying to take that that journey and that next step. That's fantastic. Well, as we close, how can we find you? And is there anything new going on with you and your organization? Uh, yeah, uh, you can go to barlele.com, B-A-R-L-E-L-E.com. If you're curious about more like fractional marketing strategy services, we do full service social media management, a lot of graphic design and brand strategy work. And then creativeshizzle.com, that's S-H-I-Z-Z-L-E.com. That's where if you're a small business looking to scale up or you're another agency looking to scale up on your design offerings, um, We've got very transparent subscription services for that. Um, we are doing the, ne the next thing that we're going to launch is we also produce podcasts and we're going to be podcasting is like a, another love language of mine. I started podcasting in about 2015 and uh, we're going to do podcast production services under Creative Shizzle. So it's going to, uh, we have graphic design services right now. And the next thing we're going to be launching is podcasting. So if you have a podcast, you're a small business, and you're like, I don't want to do this production work myself anymore, but I need it at a reasonable price. We've gotten really good with our process there. We have a whole team that does all the production, clean, cleans up, makes your podcast sound great. And then does all of the like little content marketing things that you need for your podcast. So that, I don't know when it's going to launch. We're going to figure that one out. I haven't set a date yet. That's awesome. I sometimes set a date soon. <laughs> well, guess what? I have a podcast. So maybe we you should You have a talk. podcast. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a creative shizzle client? We'll do it. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for this conversation today. It was awesome. It was great to get to know you a little bit better. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're on Instagram if you're a grammar, creative shizzle. We do the most fun stuff there. And you can find me, Taylor Shanklin, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. So thank you, Cheryl. It's been really a pleasure to talk to you and meet another Texan. And um, 
seriously, I love that Fort Worth. You've got the Fort Worth Museum right behind you. And I told you, I took my kids there all the time when they were babies and we lived there. And, uh, I love that place. Yeah, they're a great client. We love working with them. So. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you, Taylor. Have a great day. Thank you.